Okay, so um, this is Alan. Uh, I don't know quite what to say after that amazing victory. Um, Villarreal Europa League champions, um, but here to help me say probably about as much are um, Maddie, who founded the blog back in 2008. You're, you're breathing. You're still not sure how to process this either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, especially after that second half and heading into extra time, and like it was just nerves on edge uh, and. Yeah, I mean, this has been years, and it, it's hard to it's hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, it really is. And uh, Robin, you're, Stacey, you're you're joining us um, also, and uh, you're also kind of slowly coming back to. I'm not sure we can call it reality, but something. <laughs> I, I'm still trying to put my heart back in my chest after after that unnerving penalty shootout that I never ever dreamed would happen today but I I cannot describe how unbelievably happy I'm still wiping the tears off my keyboard at the moment after typing a very very emotional match report but what what an absolutely brilliant game like Emery absolutely nailed it every player played their part to perfection I have no criticism at all of a single player apart from the fact they nearly gave me a heart attack during that penalty shootout so <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, how are you feeling about Alan? I mean, well, I mean, I, you know, I think all of us said going into it, we just wanted, you know, whatever happened, we just wanted the team to play well and, you know, leave their hearts out on the pitch and, and their, <laughs> and everything else. And I think they really did. I just, um, I think like anybody, when you, when you get to extra time, um, I actually thought the first period of extra time, we were by far the better team. And in the second period, it seemed like both teams sort of started playing for penalties at a certain point. But I never expected it to come down to penalties. I never wanted it to come down to penalties. And I never and I never expected that we would um, score 11 straight penalties <laughs> or need to. <laughs> I just, you know, I've never seen anything like it. How, so how the, how the players that stepped up, <laughs> I feel almost discredit saying this, but I, I'll be honest, the three players that I was so happy to see on that, on, on the take penalties with Pareco, Moreno and Pau Torres, because you just, I just felt that the composure was going to be there. But I must admit, when Alcacer and a few of the others stepped up, I was, I was just so worried. But Ruli's penalty at the end was the best one out of the lot. I was just like, where was that? Where did that come from? Like after all the criticism and everything that everyone was, like we all were, said, oh, how is Ruli starting this match? And I think after that penalty shootout, we were so glad we could because I can't even imagine Nasenko stepping up and say taking the same quality of penalty as that. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You, you got to say though, like every single penalty was remarkable. There was, I mean, there was not a bad step taken by the entire team. And I mean, if you had asked me what was going to happen, every single one, I was sitting there just thinking, this is the one where where we some, falter, where we, where we yeah. drop it, and I. I Every shot. I mean, when when Kukalin put put it up in the top, like I about fell off my chair. I was dying. I could not believe it. <laughs> I know. I I um I think for me, I was saying to Robin earlier. Actually, I was a little worried about Gerard just because he hadn't missed one all year, and and he's taken a bunch of them. And I was remembering back to when Raquel May 
the penalty against Arsenal, I think he I think he was he hadn't taken as many in the year, but he was I think seven for seven or something, and then then the eighth one didn't go in. So I was actually a little nervous about Gerard, but but he obviously wasn't. And I thought the I thought it was really interesting that Emery not only brought on Danny Raba to take penalties at the end of of regular time of extra time. But he also put him second in the order. So it was like, you know, whatever nerves you've got, kid, you're going to get over those real quick. And and that, to me, was a really, um, that was, was really interesting the way he did that. Most of the other um, ways that the, the, the list made, I don't think, surprised me. But um, I was a little surprised at, uh, at Raba going second. And some of the other ones, I was just surprised because I've never seen them take a penalty. I mean, they've never had a reason to. So I think that's the thing about these things is, is the longer a shootout goes, you typically get somebody who just puts one into the stands or something. And and both teams were constant were concentrated on what they were doing. And, um, you know, there was one, I think Ruley got his hands to, got his arm to one and got his hands to one, hand to one. And I think De Gea got his hand to one early, and otherwise they were just all no question. Yeah, it was just, what was what was crazy is I don't think I've ever seen a penalty shooter where not a single player has actually ballooned it over the post or missed the goal together. Yeah, but that's what was crazy. It was like you were looking at it thinking, I just can't imagine this penalty not going in and it was just great. I've never seen a penalty shootout that good of quality. It was brilliant. I mean, I'm, I'm in England, obviously being English, I'm used to English people just completely messing a penalty. Obviously this isn't like national squads, but I've yeah. never seen a penalty shootout like that. It was absolutely incredible. Like, I think for the neutral fan watching it, it was, it, I mean, essentially it was quite a dull game to watch, which suited VRL fans fine. And it mm-hmm. suited Man United fans fine. But for the neutral, they must have absolutely loved that game, especially the penalty shootout, because like, if you didn't care, it was just a beautiful spectate, spectacle to watch. Mm-hmm. I can't believe how enthusiastic I sound at 12 o'clock at night, but I'm just unbelievably over the moon about this. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Manny, what were your... Do you, was there anything you would have? I mean, of course, in retrospect, we won, so obviously we're not going to. But how did you think about about how Emery's tactics worked and how we tried to play things? Did it sort of make sense? And and was there anything you would have changed? I mean, I I have to say I was not feeling good throughout most of the ninety minutes, even even after we took the lead. Like that sitting back and taking pressure. That was, I mean, and they were preventing anything real. And, and I mean, especially the first half, I mean, Man, Man United had next to nothing in terms of chances, but in terms of the quality of the players and just absorbing it and absorbing it, we've seen so many times this year where Villarreal have gone defensive and it has just not worked out. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the goal by Man United was not at all a surprise. Uh, it was the surprise was that there wasn't a second goal. Like I, I felt that for about 25 or so minutes, uh, or, I mean, most of the 45 minutes in the second half, we were on the back foot uh, up until the last eh, maybe 10 minutes of the match when we seemed to like really kind of steady ourselves. Um, honestly, I thought that uh, like bringing in Kogelin for Baco 
was really solid. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I know that he's been given a lot of hell over the year uh, for really not playing well in a lot of circumstances, but it, the semifinal against Arsenal and today again, he came in and he was just, he was solid and he helped us regain a lot of composure that, that we needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked the fact that we didn't go like for like right there, that we actually kind of pulled it back, regained that, put Paco in uh, a little bit later when we wanted to start pushing a little bit forward. And you could really see the difference, I think. I mean, not that he did anything. In fact, there were a couple of times that Alcacer kind of embarrassed himself, I think, in the, uh, in extra time. But but at the same time, strategy-wise, I, like, I liked that part. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would have preferred less defensive uh, and more holding because like in extra time when we really started focusing on possession it we looked much more secure we had them on the back foot and I mean I feel like if extra time had gone another 15 minutes we might have won it uh, actually you know from the run of play yeah yeah I, I thought that the the first the first 45 I know Zach pointed out that the expected goals were something like 0.67 to 0.09 in the first half and and you know United's goal when it did come came was was pretty lucky. I mean you know it was essentially a shot that rebounded off um, I think Pedraza's legs was it and uh, and then you know Cavani followed up and, and knocked it in. So it's not like the, and it's not like they had a ton of it's not like they, they had a ton of possession and danger around the box. They didn't actually have that many good chances. I mean I just don't remember Ruley having to make much in the way of saves. I, I remember Powell heading a ball away. I think um, there were a couple of clearances of dangerous um, balls in the in the six yard box. But there, but you know there weren't. It, it's it wasn't one of those matches where where the other team just besieges your goal and and your goalkeeper is hot and keeps it keeps things out. It really felt though that when we that they did turn the pressure up a bit and. I felt, yeah, I felt better when Kokolak came in. I thought that the substitutions, um, taking out both the fullbacks and, and when we did and swapping those was really, was actually turned out to be very good because Alberto, Alberto Moreno went forward a lot. Uh, so did Mario. And that sort of helped relieve some of the pressure that we were, we were getting because in the first, you know, probably the first uh, 30 minutes or so, of the second half, we were basically stuck in our own half um, most of the time. And so I thought that in, in extra time, I'm like you, I think we, um, we had more possibilities of doing something there than we did in the, in the uh, match itself. Um, What did you think about the potential penalty that, that was waved off? How did you, how did you feel about that one, Robin? Uh, well, before we move on to this point, we've just got Raul just uh, joined us as well, so maybe oh, excellent. Hear... Yeah, sorry, I, I, I silently added him. So Raul has joined the conversation. So Raul, we were just talking about the tactics that Emery got, and sort of, well, what what were your feelings on the game as well? Just to, just to hear you before we move on. Yeah. Um, hey guys. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I was quite critical of Emery throughout the game. I think when Backer came off for um, Coquelin. I was thinking, why is he taking off a striker to then move Jeremy up front and Cochrane right wing? I just didn't think it made sense. Um, but overall, like, yeah, to just even get extra time and then eventually win was unbelievable. 
Um, Amory deserves massive credit for it. He's now won four Europa Leagues. Like, um, yeah, he deserves massive, massive credit. But in terms of, yeah, tactics, yeah, I was surprised Kupore stayed on for as long as he did because he was on the yellow card. He had a few fouls there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, Backer, back, yeah, I thought I played well. I thought he played well. Um, but then to kind of, yeah, take him off for defensive midfielders and the defensive midfielder on the right wing was a bit, yeah, I was not a fan of that, to be honest. But overall happy throughout the game, nervous, but that's what happened in the cup final. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I actually thought Baco played well for about the first um, 45 minutes or so. I, I I kind of thought Zach had Baca picked out right, though, because his feeling was that he wanted Alcacer to start and then Baca to come in after about an hour because he thought, you know, we got 30 minutes of good play out of him. I guess Zach was also worried as about Alcacer taking penalties instead of Baca, too. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the... I think Emery played it the only way we really could. I think he would have done it differently if we'd had Samu available. Um, so I think I think there was that. I think part of it is that when you don't... Without Samu, we didn't have a lot of attacking stuff off the... Off the um, off the bench. I know this was what Sid and I were talking about that, okay, so if you start, um, you know, if you, if you put too much of your firepower starting, what are you going to do when you need to substitute? And so I don't know. I, I thought that he, I thought that of course, in retrospect, he played it pretty well, but I think it was very dicey. Um, we stabilized the game, I would say, once we had our um, once we had Mario and and Moreno in there, and we're and we're having more possession in midfield, and and going forward, I thought um, probably Manu Trigueros had the quietest game of any of the starting eleven, and that was partly because he was just pretty isolated out there. And several times in the first half, he was calling for passes to come, you know, cross field passes to come to him because he was open. But I think. Emery had probably told everybody, you know, one thing we don't want to do is make bad cross-field passes and get opened up into a two-on-one with Cavani. So it seemed like we played it more conservatively, and then especially once we had the lead. I I, I definitely think it was that. I think I, I was kind of like Raul when when I saw um, when I saw Coquelin come on for it. I thought this is 60th, 60th minute. It's the same old usual stuff where he panics and puts on a defensive midfielder. And at that time, I was hoping that we would pursue another goal because I just felt like mm-hmm. it was slipping away from us a bit, like Man United was slowly getting a bit more into it. Yeah. Um, just sort of go back to the point. Yeah, no, I completely agree on the point that, I mean, I, I don't want to discredit Man United too much because that's kind of how they do stuff. They just discredit any other football fan that is Manchester United. But the fact that they also, they just, their goal was quite lucky, really. It was a rebound off of Bender. Up until that point, there wasn't really a strong, a lot of chances on goal. Mm-hmm. And after you remember that their their match against Roma, where they were absolutely just, just destroying Roma, they had no chance of doing that to us. Like, mm-hmm. I think Emery just had that absolutely nil. And like I said, I think it would have been different if we would have had Samuel on that pitch. But in the end, what he did was really secure those two flanks to stop like Rashford and 
and Mason Greenwood actually really doing what they do best. And I think Atsui nailed it. I, I was also the same. I, I wasn't sure why Coquelin was playing on that. that essentially, he became like Trigueros, didn't he? He was sort of a right mm-hmm. winger, mm-hmm. but just sort of covering it. But you really cover those flanks well. And like I said, I'm also, I'm not really Alberto Moreno's biggest fan. I do feel a bit nervous when, when Mario comes on. But yeah, when they came on, it really did secure it. Because I think Foyf was having such a brilliant game. I think we were all a bit worried to see him go off for Mario because um, because he was doing so well. And I thought, oh, all of a sudden he was fragile. But Mario was really good in that game. Mm-hmm. And sorry, finally, I would say that Pino as well. Like, Pino could make an absolutely quality right back as well. Some of those tackles were brilliant. So him and Foy were just indestructible on that on that right back wing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going. Di- I'm digressing off the point. What was your question before Raul joined again? Sorry, oh, my, oh, that's okay. That's okay, uh, Maddie. Do you have anything else you want to add before I repeat the question? I almost forgot. <laughs> uh, I just on the the point of all of those, like the way I, I want to call out just the work of Powell. And uh, and Albiol being able to control so much of the defense and let our our left back right back go forward throughout much of the match, like there, we really did not suffer the type of breakdown that occasionally we have in the past. Like, they were just so solid. Like I'm scared to death of, of Powell leaving and, and going off to you know more expensive pastures, but uh, it just gives us so much freedom uh, to. Uh, to be able to use our, our wingbacks, you know, in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in such a way where we don't have to be reliant on them. And I think, I mean, throughout the match, I would say, like, everybody in left-back, right-back positions, you know, throughout played really solid, but uh, but it was the central defense that, that yeah. really kept us throughout the match it just in control. Um, I mean, that was where they really couldn't get past and couldn't break down. They never – there were not, you know, to uh, – Chill's point, there were not good chances for their strikers in the middle of the box. Yeah. I think I think we – and we have one sort of scrum in the middle of the box, like sort of early in the second half, I think, where where we, you know, the little luck there or something could have rebounded to the right person to score. I mean, it just didn't feel like – it felt like if there were going to be more goals that came, they might well be the sort of thing like um, like how Manchester United scored, which was – essentially a shot that rebounded off, I think, both legs of Pedraza or something and, and to Cavani. I guess my, my question was, I think the referee overall had a really good game. I think it was very fair, let the play flow. Um, I think he had the respect of, of most of the players on the pitch. The only real talking point, I think, was the was the potential penalty call with about, what, five minutes left and extra time. And and um, I was just curious what you thought about that. I personally um, would not have called it a penalty. I think it was a ball-to-hand thing, but I'm just curious to know what you all thought about it. Yeah, well, I, I suppose I'll start because it was originally directed me, but I, I I think definitely the referee had a really good game. Like, I, there wasn't any decisions at all, including that handball decision where I thought, like, VRL or Manchester United were hard done by it. I generally thought that, you know, there was a few occasions where someone got an iffy tackle. And I remember one where I thought Bruno, 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 whatever his name is, went Fernandes, down a bit yeah. easily. Yeah. Uh, I think Al also fell over at one point when he got a slight tap to the face. But generally, that's what I was kind of really hoping for was a match. And I think penalties in the end was just a really good decider 
to be honest. Like, I hate penalties normally, but I just thought it was a fair outcome to the game, really, considering neither side spectacularly dominated. So Man United was the more attacking side, but I think VRL, you know, defensively were the stronger side. So it's mm-hmm. interesting. But yeah, I'll be interested. Uh, Raul or Maddie, how, how do you feel? Who Do you think it was a fair decision? Yeah, I thought the decisions were, at the time, obviously, in the heat of the moment, you think, oh, it's a penalty, it's a penalty. But yeah, looking back on it, I think they're fair decisions. Um, and also, I thought it was a fair result. Like, neither team created a lot of opportunities. It was a case of whoever finished better. And United's goal was very, very lucky. It was a lucky deflection that led to Cavani getting the ball there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, so maybe I'm a little bit uh, more uh, uh, generous with my handball calls. I, the ball was going in the direction of the goal. His hand was away from his body, uh, and, and it, it stopped the ball from going forward. Like, I thought it was a penalty. I'm sure that I'm looking a little bit through biased eyes, but on the whole, even, even thinking that it was a penalty, the way that the referee called it. I mean, there was there was the uh, what I think easily could have been a foul in the box to Man United's penalty uh, or to give Man United a penalty uh, where, uh, and I, I can't remember who it was now, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, like where... Oh, yeah, in the first that, half, I mean, wasn't it? Them. Yeah. 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 And so, like, but it just felt very, the way that the game was being called it never felt like any of those were going to be called, even when there was the, the VAR review. Like, it was not surprising at all that none of them led to anything because it was just a – I mean, they were given a lot of space to be you know, mm-hmm. physical throughout the match, and uh, mm-hmm. it seemed very clear that, the, uh, that uh, the official did not want to be, like, the deciding factor there. Yeah, I think, I think the fact that the um, – I think, I think the fact that it came with – so little time left. You figured, if, you know, if if it had been awarded and scored, that would have determined it. And yeah, I I, I hear your point too, Maddie. I mean, I think you're you're absolutely right that the way the the letter of the law reads, it sort of depends on which portion do you want to take, you know. And and the question of intent on handballs has always been difficult to determine. So I don't think anybody. I think if it had been given. I don't think anybody would have said, oh, that was just a horrible, horrible decision. It, it would have been, you know, we've certainly seen plenty of decisions that have been given that were much, 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 much worse. But I think in the end, coming down to penalties probably on the one hand was fair because I don't think, while I think we had the, if, if we had kept playing until the team scored, I think it might well have been us, as Maddie said. I think it was a very fair, um, close game on the whole. And if nothing else, people are going to be talking about this match years from now because of the penalty shootout. I'm just, you know, I've never seen anything like it. It was just it was incredible to watch. And I think, yeah, you're bang on there. The penalty shootout will be what was remembered. And I think I think of yeah. It's just the neutral point of view. It was just must have been such a great game to watch, considering yeah. Yeah. the match itself wasn't spectacular. So, what would be interesting to see is how do you? I mean, I'm scared to even talk about, it, but the future, like 
In terms of the Champions League football next year, do you, do you do you all feel like we'll suddenly do some changes to the squad? We'll sort of feed some money into the squad. I mean, one of the positives I think from this is that, like all this talk about Paul Torres leaving for a Champions League club and a bigger club, we're in the Champions League next season, so I can't quite understand why he would want to leave unless it was for money. And we're going to get a hell of a lot of money for this. So, do you do you feel there'll be do you feel there'll be a big changes next season? Um, mm. for the Champions League yeah. matches. Well, Maddie, what do you think? Because, I mean, the last time we, you know, going back to 2010-11 when we, you know, we, we got to the semis of the Europa League and, and uh, qualified for Champions League through the, through the league, we really blew out our budget. And then, of course, the following season was a disaster. We got no points in the group stage from the Champions League, finished last, and then got relegated. So, I, I guess it's kind of a cautionary tale. Um, I I don't see us going in spending big money, but but what do you what do you think? Do you think our history will kind of inform us there? Yeah, I was definitely thinking about about 2012 there. Um, I mean, I go back a little bit to the the discussion we were having earlier about you know who we had on the offensive side to come in that that would have felt convincing, like it was really making a change. And I, I mean, you look at the conversations on the site over the last, uh, last month or so, like Baca, Alcacer, like, are they these strikers that you want to rely on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to pair with Moreno? Um, Moreno was such an engine for us this year, uh, and he's been incredible, but I don't think that we can rely exclusively on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hear your point, Robin, about, uh, about Powell, but you know, it also will be really hard for the club to turn down 65, 70 million dollars or million euros for a player like that. When the reality is, I think we are going to have to do some reinforcements. I'm really hoping that a lot of the players that came, came on or that have come up through our youth ranks and have gotten, I think, some good experience this year, um, and are really promising, uh, can play a more prominent role, but uh, I would I would be surprised. Like I mean, if I look back right now, you know, critically at at where we were, like I I our attacking options, I think uh, we really just did not have enough uh, mm-hmm. you know, towards towards the end of the season. And um, uh, and you look at how many minutes Javier played. Like I, we're going to need a new central defender as well. Um, I, yeah, so I think those would be my my primary concerns. Well, um, yeah. Now, now the Europa League's been won and Villarreal in the Champions League. I honestly can't see Paul Torres leaving. I think he'd want to lead. He'd want to lead his boyhood club into the Champions League next season. He's been at a club since he was six years old, and I think for him, the result means more to him tonight than anyone else in the squad. And unless the club accepted a massive, massive bid from, say, yeah, Man United or someone and told him to leave, I don't think he would want to leave. So I can imagine he would stay. And I can imagine Juan Foyth stays as well. He, mm-hmm. he was my man of match today. And he was brilliant throughout the game. And with a 15 million buyout, I hope we, I hope we don't keep him. And yeah. I can see there's some good signings. I, I can see Carlos Backer leaving and... Hopefully, maybe another striker comes in, maybe another winger, possibly a fullback. But it is a good squad that is there right now, 
and I have faith that they can do well in the Champions League next season. Uh, yeah, I think part of it is really, it, it does feel like it's going to be more tinkering, uh, apart from the fact that I think we really do need a, a, a striker to um, help Gerard that is more of a, uh, that we can count on um, as being a regular um, everyday player. I think we were hoping Alcacer would be that, and, and he really hasn't been um, impressive this year. Um, Baca, I think, I think some of the people who are going to be leaving are just going to be leaving because of age and just, well, we can upgrade at this position. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think having 15 million for Foyth, uh, seems like a no brainer given the, the money we'll have coming to us anyway. Um, I think we'll, you know, players like Joe Costa will, will move on on a free probably. I think he, he really, um, relished being with the club this year. It's his 10th year with the team but I don't see a, a real role for him in the future. Um, but, you know, you look at some of the players. Can I hop in real fast, Alan, and just say, uh, if I might, just since you yeah. mentioned Costa, uh, seeing the tears stream down his face as he ran around in the celebrations was, was really one of my favorite things yes. Yes. Uh, post-match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, I think for him, he realized this was, this was it, you know, and it's like, I, yeah, I think that was really true. Um, uh, I think we'll have some, we do have a bunch of, as we've said before, we have a bunch of players in their sort of early to mid thirties. And obviously you wonder how long, um, some of those will, how many more good years you'll get out of somebody like Albiol, for example, but he's pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> and I think having him paired with Powell, I mean, my man of the match today probably would have been Albiol just because I thought. Um, our defense had to be rock solid for this match. It really was. I mean, the goal was a fluke, and and our our defense was really was really strong. And I, you know, everybody back there played their part. But I thought Albiol was sort of the calm guy who's been here before. And you know, I just didn't see any nerves from anybody. And I think that was Albiol kind of um, and Parejo, and also just kind of calming everybody down. It's like, hey, we can do this. I mean. I think that was the most amazing thing about the penalty shootout was that there were no, I mean, I don't see how I, I couldn't have taken a penalty. I couldn't have watched the whole thing without collapsing and everybody's just going up there and saying, okay, I got this. And they did. So. I, I completely agree. I, I, um, <laughs> talking of age though, Barreco, I think could go on for years to come because movement's not an issue for him because he simply does not move. Yeah. So um, I think he, he could go on for years. And I like, certainly, Al- Albiol, it was brilliant. As, a, as you're claiming he's your man of the match and someone's already taken five, I think as well. I, I'll take Pedrasa because I just think he's just been absolutely incredible. Okay, you, you don't see quite as much as what he does, but like he just completely kept that whole right wing quite... Yeah, a few times he was on, he was done by pace and stuff, which does happen with drastic mistakes and a while to warm up. But some of the tackles, some of the just the physicality was so important in that match. And mm-hmm. I think you, you're definitely right to sort of point out Pareko and Albiol because I think that that experience and leadership really helped us, which I think Man United was severely lacking of that. They have Bruno Fernandez was the only one that seemed to really, really control. So Pogba was sort of non-existent in that match. Thought um, Tom. Uh, I, I'm British, but I still can't pronounce Scottish names properly. M- M- I think was, yeah. yeah, I thought he was their their best player by far. 
Mm-hmm. I thought he was really, really good to them. So just to give a bit of credit to Man United, which I don't like to do, but um, credit to them, I think they, they did play well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just leave on that point. I can't remember who hasn't spoken, so yeah, anyone who, else who want to fire to, away with that? <laughs> who has to give their Man of the Match award that hasn't yet? We had a Foyth, we had a Albiol, and we had a, and we had I think uh, Maddie. I think Maddie. Maddie. Yeah. yeah. I think I have to go with Albiol as well. Uh, I mean, both how solid he was, and honestly, of all the people watching, all the people take the penalties. Uh, he and Pal, I was sitting there, sure that they weren't going to go in, uh, and and his like it was not one that you you uh, will, will be written down in terms of grace and power and uh, and flair, but uh, but yeah, like it, he was just someone that you could count on throughout everything. And I, I think, I mean, I'm also, I know he's, he's like 35. Um, I'm not certain he's not like 55. Uh, you know, I look <laughs> at him and he looks ancient and wise. Uh, but yeah, I feel like he just provided so much to the club. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should, we should wrap it up, I guess. Uh, I think um, I want to go have a celebratory beer at our local, at our local pub. Not that anybody will know why Lisa and I are there wearing, wearing yellow and everything, but that's fine. Um, I'm sure they will. You're Mr. Famous VRL International fan. I'm sure they've heard of you. Oh, I'm sure why. they have, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, but yeah. But anybody have any last thoughts before we wrap it up other than just what a wonderful um, what a wonderful day to be a VRL supporter, you know? And, and I say that regardless. I mean, obviously the fact we won is incredibly special, but I think as we've been saying all along, the fact that the journey and the fact that we made it this far and the fact that the team has gotten a lot of respect for the way it operates and the way it does is, is really special too. But anyway, any last thoughts from anyone? Uh, I, I would like to just say a special reference to the work Zach has been doing on Twitter to, uh, to absolutely go at some of the the larger clubs. And uh, it's, uh, I don't think he's made a ton of, uh, of friends out there, but uh, oh man, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, uh, he's made some friends, but but maybe not the ones he's going after. No, <laughs> but it has been fun to watch. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I would like to extend my apologies to Geronimo Rulli. Um, <laughs> I've been criticizing him in all the build up to the game, saying essentially to start. And he's just saved the winning penalty. So, yeah, my sincere apologies. He's done well tonight right. and fair play. And scored the winning penalty, you know. I mean, maybe if you'd seen him taking penalties, you would have had a different opinion. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He should take them from now on. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was just an incredible penalty. Robin? Well, I was thinking that um, if I'd seen him take penalties like that, I would have put him up front with Gerard Moreno. <laughs> <laughs> Second strike, to be honest with you, it was a beautiful play. But yeah, I, I mean, I suppose I'll, I would just echo kind of what all, all you've said. Uh, uh, respect to Zach for taking on basically every single British media journalist um, <laughs> that has with some excellent points that they haven't got a bloody clue what they're talking about. So uh, credit to Zach there. Uh, yes, I would also like to extend my my uh, apologies to Ruley for underestimating him, and I'm glad he started this final to score such an epic penalty. And it wasn't too bad in goal either. Um, and also to my apologies to Emery as well for doubting him several times during the season and he proved me wrong with the Europa League final 
Uh, league was disappointing, but hopefully we smash that next year and win the Champions League, which is great. But I'll probably just jinx that, so I will shut up the rest of the evening and probably go to bed uh, smiling. <laughs> so, sounds <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, Rob, this is going to be your fault if we don't win the Champions League next year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember that one. Right. It's always my fault. It was my fault last time, 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but now, now we have you recorded. Well, thank you, guys. It was really, it was really great to, to uh, catch up, and obviously, um, what a match, what a, what a result, and what a what a team. And um, for everybody listening, you know, we're if uh, I'm sure you'll be able to find uh, a, a replay of that of those penalties and watch it over and over because it's just amazing. I, I I still I think we're still in shock over it. Um, Anyway, that's about all I've, I've got to say. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm just babbling, and that, that's fine after, after you know, running or helping run the site for ten or eleven years or whatever it is. I guess I'm entitled to babble a bit, but I will say, I never, you know, I think all of us love this club for what it is. I don't think, uh, you know, getting to the Europa League final was special. Winning it is just beyond our wildest dreams. Um, but as several people said, you know, sometimes your dreams come true, and and sometimes uh, it's good night for football. You know, we're we're two and zero oh in the Europa League against the Super League teams. So what's wrong with that? Yeah, even if you do sound like a Disney cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So anyway, <laughs> end, end of our very celebrate people and have a great have a great evening.